Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. This program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. This is a trusted place for you and your family. As always, if you have a question, you can visit online at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com, or you could also call 1-800-331-6445. All right, so today we just have a really great program set up for you here today. We're going to be talking about some New Year resolutions for caregivers and connecting to resources and support with my friend and special guest today, Mr. David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And David, welcome back to Senior Care Live and Happy New Year. Thanks, Steve, and Happy New Year to you. It's good to be back. All right. And for our listeners, write this phone number down because you're, you're going to want to reach out. I think a, this is really going to connect with a lot of people. You can reach the great staff and friendly caregivers and support staff at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care at 816-363-2600, 816-363-2600, or online at kchospice.org. So, David, we're all looking optimistically ahead to the new year and uh, goodbye 2020 and good riddance. (laughs) It has to (laughs) be better this year. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But uh, you're here to talk with us uh, about some ways people who are caring for a family member can do that. Uh, Do you have any advice for caregivers or maybe some things that might be helpful to them? Sure, Steve. Um, It's a great it's a great question. I think it's an important topic. You know, I think caregiving is hard during normal times, and right now it's particularly very difficult. So a couple ideas, you know, first setting goals for the new year, you know, both in terms of being a caregiver um, of a family member and then caring for yourself. So, you know, as a caregiver, if, if you're supporting somebody who's uh, maybe has a new diagnosis, you know, gather information about that is important. Uh, looking into care options and community resources. Um, it's always important to make a list of those in your circle who can 
you know, help you in certain duties. Um, it's important to do a written schedule to organize appointments uh, and plan in, in advance, you know, daily tasks, just meals and, and personal care and medications. And then, of course, divide up some household duties. And it's always it's okay to ask for help and things like cleaning and laundry. And, you know, when people reach out, and they, they really want to help if you just even if they can help you change light bulbs, something something simple can make people feel good. And it, it can take one thing off your list. In terms of self, no doubt about that, no yeah, doubt about yeah. that. And you know, David, for for the the men in the audience, we are Superman, and we don't need help. But guess what? We do <laughs> need help, and it's definitely okay to ask for help. <laughs> yeah, it is, and and just having a short list can be can be super uh, important and easy to just assign something to somebody. But you know, in terms of caring for yourself, um, I think just always reminding yourself of your hobbies, whether it's reading or crafting or TV making some time for mindfulness activities like journaling or gratitude practice, meditation, um, and then scheduling some time for yourself, whether it's just something simple, you know, one day a month, one day a week, uh, you know, just to leave the house to do something you enjoy and and make time to spend others um, that are not caregiver related. So, you know, like renting a movie with a partner or virtually having a happy hour with friends, um, taking care of your own health is really important um, through through walking and staying active and your medical appointments are really critically uh, important and uh, just work to think ahead um, to the future and it's okay to dream and, and figure out what the possibility of fa- family gatherings might look like in the future or even a, a short trip that we're all looking forward to. Absolutely. All of your points are excellent. And, you know, everyone seems to be struggling in different ways with being isolated and stuck at home because of the pandemic, you know, especially for those caregivers uh, caring for a family member uh, who's living with them, you know, in in their own home. Uh, Do you have Mm -hmm. any other ideas for getting out of the house safely uh, so the caregiver can just get a break? Sure. And Steve, I think your point that it's different for everyone is 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 key. There are some simple ideas, um, just taking a long drive, listening to music, or maybe listening to a favorite podcast. Um, that can be a nice break. Sometimes it feels good to drive in silence, to be quite honest. Um, just everything's so hectic right now. But the key is to, to plan for it, schedule it, enlist some help so you can give yourself that, that full-time break without any worry or guilt or feeling rushed. Uh, going outside and getting some fresh air, even if just for a few moments, can always be helpful. And of course, weather permitting, take a nice walk. Um, these types of breaks, they, they might look different, uh, not maybe as frequent as, as um, you'd normally have, but it, it doesn't mean they have to go away altogether. You know, just even, even an hour or so once a month or, you know, like I said, once a week is so meaningful. So do those things. Okay. All right. Excellent. That's exactly right. And I think most people would be really surprised at how much just even a small break can re-energize mm-hmm. them and give them that uh, potential of providing care, uh, frankly, for a much longer period of time in their home. If they just be good to yourself, give yourself a break and, uh, uh, and just, just, just get a break and get away from it. And, and uh, it, it just can't be overstated the value of that. So uh, this time of year, so many of us are also thinking about ways we could be more productive 
productive and healthy. I, I know that's definitely high on my list. And, and and people are trying to find new ways to take better care of themselves. But this could be really difficult for someone caring for an ill or aging family member. Uh, do you have any insight or advice into how listeners in this situation can make time for themselves? Yeah, yes, Steve. It's another great question. Um, it's important and often it's overlooked um, as far as being part of, you know, being a caregiver. So self-care is super important to avoid caregiver breakout um, or burnout. I mean, you know, uh, staying physically and mentally healthy is key so that you can be with and enjoy your time with your loved ones. So I encourage caregivers to ask for help if you're caring for someone um, on your own but it's becoming too much um, or you see the needs changing, you know, I just encourage you to reach out uh, to, to a provider and learn what services are available. You gave our phone number earlier, which is great. Um, folks can call Kansas City Hospice and our information and intake department um, is available 24-7 and we could be of resource. If, you're, if your loved one's already on hospice or home care, I think it's always important to remind folks that um, we have after hours, weekend and evening teams that are available to assist at any time. Hmm. And then also, it's important to make time to take a break from caregiving duties like we talked about. And um, when, when you have a loved one on hospice, for example, um, there's lots of ways that, that you can um, you know, take a break. We, we typically have about 475 volunteers. They really work hard to, to help in so many ways. They can sit with a the patient. They can also um, help ensure that caregivers aren't alone. Right now we have uh, volunteers that are writing letters and they're, they're supporting you know, um, some of our caregivers. So there's different ways that people can be supported. And I think um, you know, one thing that might, I don't know, enter into the equation is sometimes you may feel a little bit guilty about taking a break or, or feeling like you need to take a break. But uh, it, look, this is a perfectly guilt-free opportunity. Uh, and definitely, definitely don't miss out and, and, and take uh, David and Kansas City Hospice up on their offer. They have so many resources. It's just incredible. Uh, Kansas City Hospice provides expert hospice and palliative home care. But you also support, uh, you offer support to family and, and caregivers. And can, can you tell us a little more about that? Sure. You know, a, a critical aspect of hospice is that we support the whole family during the end of life journey. And, um, and part of giving the highest quality, compassionate care to patients and is making sure that their caregivers have the information that they need to make informed decisions and are able to connect with all the available resources to meet the family's needs. So how do you do that and what types of services or support are offered? You know, um, it's important to always remember that hospice provides a, a multidisciplinary approach um, in our team of experts in, in all areas of end of life and of advanced illness care. These resources um, help when symptoms are changing, when pain increases, mobility or function in the home changes are just examples. Um, an example that is important to know is that we employ excellent social workers um, on our multidisciplinary care team, and then they work with families on a very individual basis to help, you know, with paperwork or, or including um, benefit applications, education, and, and also connect to other community uh, resources, um, including the resources that Kansas City Hospice offers. 
All right. Excellent. So for our listeners, if this is resonating with you, I would strongly encourage you to reach out to David Wiley and all of our friends and the, just the wonderful people at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And here's the phone number again, 816-363-2600. That's 816-363-2600. Or you can visit online, and this is a phenomenal website. It is loaded with just incredible, important information. You can find that at kchospice.org. Let's not forget about our Senior Care Live question of the week. It's actually a statement. Hospice and home care help exclusively with the medical needs of a patient and treat only the physical symptoms associated with their condition. Is that statement true or false? The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget, you can stream this program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com and now through the app Radio.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Hospice and home care help exclusively with the medical needs of a patient and treat only the physical symptoms associated with their condition. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. The answer is false. So while relieving pain and other physical symptoms is definitely an important aspect of hospice and palliative home care, helping the whole person through multidisciplinary care that includes expressive therapy, chaplain services, social work, and caregiver respite is foundational to this type of work. All right, we're back visiting with my friend and special guest today, Mr. David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. You can reach David and the wonderful team at Kansas City Hospice at 816-363-2600 or online at kchospice.org. All right, so David, tell us about some of your other programs aside from the care that the nurses and therapists, aides, and others provide. Sure. You know, Steve, uh, an important program that's really grown over the past two years is our B. Haley Fund. And B is uh, a former employee that was in our uh, development team, which was, she was just terrific. But this fund that we set up in honor of her uh, provides financial assistance for patients uh, and their families um, who are struggling with uh, things like food um, or the ability to pay rent or mortgage or utility bills. Um, so with, with added uh, medical and personal care expenses, um, caregivers often struggle to budget for things um, that, that most of us would view as very simple, like soap and mm -hmm. towels and, and personal hygiene items or household goods such as cleaning supplies. So many families have been forced into a difficult financial situation this year due to the pandemic. Um, you know, certain jobs uh, have been lost and the in or, or, or the inability to work outside the home 
um, because it could pose uh, too much of a risk to their medically fragile loved ones. So our donors have really stepped up this year to, to help add to the B. Haley Fund to help meet those growing needs, which I think is terrific. That's and fantastic. It, it is great. And, and, and I know you'll love this one, too. We, we just wrapped up our holiday adoption program, uh, which gives families a little extra support during this meaningful time of year. Um, the community, including our own staff, they come together to give families, um, you know, things that they need, like extra diapers, grocery cards, gift cards, uh, maybe a new household item, uh, even curtains and sheets and, you know, gift cards or a special wish item, um, you know. All of that goes to a very long way to relieve some of the stress and give people a little peace and happiness around the holidays, and and uh, it's an important part of what we do. So I'd like to share that. That's a that's just a beautiful thing, and that's just a perfect example of just some of the many extras that uh, that David that you, that you and your wonderful organization offer. Uh, I, I don't I don't think a lot of organizations do these kind of things, and I just uh, thank you for stepping up. Like you said, especially around the holidays, that's that's big time. It's it's a beautiful thing. Thanks, Steve. All right, so we talked before the break about how hospice social workers help connect families to resources. Uh, are there other services available that help both the patient and their family members? Yes, Steve. Um, you know, we, we take um, an important look at this time, and, and we all know how significant um, the end of someone's life is. I think both patients and families seek ways that they can make this meaningful and peaceful, and the memories made during this time are really precious, and they really carry people through their grieving and the rest of their own lives. So our teams work hard to give families an opportunity to do this. So, for example, we host recognition ceremonies for our veterans, and these ceremonies, they give families a way to honor someone's service and their sacrifice and often are important steps in patients' ability to resolve emotions that are connected to their service and they share services from that time in their life. Another service that uh, through our volunteers includes their support to make memory items like quilts and pillows, um, record life stories with audio or visual recording, and um, those who provide uh, an extended presence in the last 24 to 48 hours of life. Um, they provide support by listening to a family member, reminisce, or, or just by being there with their presence. So overall, I'd say connecting people to their past and helping them share their, their memories before they die is a big part of what we do in hospice. And in addition to non-denominational chaplains who can work with both patients and family members, we have expressive therapists who uh, help people connect through art and music. And, you know, that that's just so interesting. I think most people wouldn't immediately think of art and music being a part of hospice or healthcare. But as we've discussed before on the program, it's a huge part of what you can offer at KC Hospice. Yeah, it is. It's important. Uh, it's not required, but we understand how valuable it is. You know, listening to a favorite song can connect someone to their past or allow them to open up emotionally and I think we all have felt that way with music before. Um, you know, you can feel its emotional and its therapeutic effects. Music and art help people communicate and express themselves when uh, talking about things is difficult and often help family members connect to each other. So I'll tell you a short story. We served a woman uh, who music had been an important part of her life. And uh, not only did music therapy help um, 
you know, talk about her faith. It helped her, her talk about her childhood, the importance of her family. It also helped her share a special bonding moment with her son. And she had shared with our staff that um, she had not really heard her son sing since he was little. And so during a visit, her son joined with the music therapist in singing Amazing Grace to his mm. mother. And they were able to do that. And he was able to do that through tears. So I think it's a beautiful part of an example of, of just how music and art can help a family connect and their loved ones and allow them to have that time and, and uh, a connection be beyond the caregiving role, which is always key. Thanks for sharing that amazing story. Uh, David, it's just so, so uplifting and inspirational. Uh, can you give us some examples of some other things your staff uh, find caregivers need while they're caring for a family member? Sure. You know, our staff help with uh, three things. One, at just at the highest level, information. You know, when a new diagnosis can be overwhelming and symptoms can change rapidly, we can help people make sense of that. We provide reassurance. So when symptoms are normal and our team is there to adjust the care plan through the journey, this can help people adjust. And then finally, our team give reminders. You know, it's okay to, to take a break. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to take time for yourself. And so sometimes folks and caregivers just, they need help and they need these reminders. And I think our staff do a great time to do that. And finally, I would just say, you know, it's a really good time to reset, to plan for the year and set some goals uh, as a caregiver. And just remember that there's no, you can always do this. You know, it's not just this time of year. If you're feeling overwhelmed or uncertain, just make a plan and help yourself. David, that was just excellent, excellent information. Thank you so much uh, for uh, helping out helping out with all of that excellent information for caregivers on how to get a break and access resources. I really appreciate that. I know our listening audience really appreciated that as well. And uh, David, thank you so much. And uh, again, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Steve. Glad to be here. We'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out all of our recently aired episodes. Uh, it's via podcast. If you go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and that's where we'll have all of the, uh, all of the and they go back in chronological order for about a year or so. So uh, if, you, if you missed the program, feel free to check that out. All right, just wanted to say thanks again to David Wiley. What a wonderful person and what a, a, a just an incredible organization with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. They go, and if you've been listening to any of these 
programs over the past you know couple of years, uh, you will absolutely understand Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. They go way over, above, and beyond what is required for hospice and palliative care services. And and there's so many value added and just additional elements that are offered, including all of those expressive therapies and and, and grief support and all of the caregiver resources that we talked about. So uh, again, if you want to reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, that phone number is 816-363-2600, or you can check them out online. And, and again, this website is loaded with information, excellent information. It's at kchospice.org. All right, so wanted to talk about just briefly about the COVID nineteen vaccines, and it, they're they're getting rolled out uh, in in record numbers, and it's incredible. I'm seeing now all over social media that you know a lot of folks, you know, they're rolling up their sleeve, they're getting the shot, and then 21 days later, you have to get that second shot to bring it from about 50 percent protection to up to about 94, 95 percent protection, which is almost uh, perfect. That's about as perfect, I think, <laughs> as it's going to get. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still a little personally <laughs> a little bit nervous about the vaccine because I, I just I wish there could be more research and, and kind of some of these long term effects, etc. Uh, still some unanswered questions. But I'll tell you what, I'm really excited uh, about the vaccine being offered to all of those uh, it really in the highest need. So in that high need category. So they're being given out at nursing homes to resident and to their staff which is uh, that's the highest risk population older with some other health issues that would make you particularly vulnerable to COVID-19. So I'm, I'm happy to see that happening. And uh, this, this vaccine is going out everywhere. Uh, they're also being, uh, the vaccination shots are also being offered to uh, hospital personnel and then personnel in doctor's offices who are around lots and lots of sick patients. Uh, and that would include, you know, nurses, physician, and other staff, therapists, etc. cetera. Uh, and, you know, my wife, where she works, you know, they were offered the vaccine and lots of people have received that first shot. They're going to go back for round two and then uh, they're good to go. Now, I'm not sure how long we'll have to get an expert on the program here sometime soon to clarify some of these questions that I have. But I, I, and I'm not sure how long that vaccine is good for. I mean, do you have to have an, an annual booster or a five year booster? I think some of those things may be unknown. But the bottom line is, this is a really, really good thing. I think it's going to save lots and lots of lives. So I'm just I'm really excited uh, to uh, share with you that vaccinations are happening in large numbers within this listening area with all of the frontline healthcare workers and those people who are most vulnerable to COVID-19. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert. All right, so I want to shift gears here and talk about something. I'm just I'm hearing about this too much. It's making me very angry, <laughs> and it's I can't believe that some of these places are getting away with this. I want to talk about some specific examples of nursing home neglect, and let me say that the majority of nursing homes do not do these things. Uh, 
and the majority of nursing homes are doing their absolute best to take care of their staff and and obviously to take care of their residents and to make sure that everyone is safe and they're keeping the families in the loop some places have bought uh, you know multiple ipads to enable you know virtual visits with family members and residents they're they're setting up you know, multiple line, you know, conference calls with the residents and family. They are facilitating window visits from the family. And some of them are actually, even though the weather's pretty bad uh, on certain days, uh, but, you know, we're in the middle of winter. So, hello, it's cold all the time. Uh, some places are still facilitating outdoor in-person visits which is just really great and some of them even have indoor if they have a a part of the building that they could kind of section off and and do these things they're even having they're even having indoor in-person visits wearing your mask you know six eight feet apart plexiglass in between but you can see your loved one and talk with them so that is the majority of the market in the majority of long-term care communities. However, however, I am hearing way too many examples and stories of just the opposite of true nursing home neglect. And I think uh, a big part of this is, is the factor of COVID-19 and Uh, Some of these folks just feel like they're not accountable because guess what? Family members cannot come in to see their loved ones. And they might be short-staffed, etc. But some of these places, they, they literally aren't even trying. They're not even trying. And, you know, if family can walk in the building and, you know, hold these folks accountable, that would be one thing, but they cannot do that. I'm hearing... Many, many stories of family not being able to, com- to communicate with their loved ones because the staff uh, will not facilitate the window visit or they won't answer the phone or call them back or connect with phone calls or they're not setting up virtual meetings. And, and, and they're just literally, I, I don't know what they're doing in there. And, and the really scary part is, how are you supposed to follow up on that? You can't. You can't. I, I'm thinking of one lady called and asked me, you know, what she should do, and I said, you need to, you need to move your loved one like right now, like yesterday, and uh, and she she contacted Senior Care Consulting. She needed help with that, and we were able to find him a much much better. Uh, long-term care community where he could get good care and she could actually see him in the ways that we're able to see our loved ones today, which is, again, it's not ideal, but with the rollout of all the vaccines and, 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 and hopefully these numbers will start dropping like a rock, hopefully sometime this year in 2021, you know, maybe over the summer, maybe fall, we can get back to a, a semi-normal uh, type of a, an arrangement where we can go and visit our loved ones. But, you know, right now, I mean, you know, she called this particular facility and she said, no one answers the phone. And I had a hard time believing that. So I actually, when when we got off the phone, I called this particular place. And guess what? No one answered the phone. No accountability. Well, we don't have to answer the phone. 
Because if we answer the phone, then we're going to have to go through all the trouble of all of these meetings and window visits and virtual stuff, and, and we just don't want to do that. So we're just not going to answer the phone. So as a family member, you're going nuts wondering how your loved one is doing. You want to talk to them. You want to make sure they're okay. You want to make sure they're getting the care that they need and deserve and require, but you're not able to do that. And, and then I... I talked to another very nice lady uh, later later on this this past week and she was talking about a family friend that she was trying to help doing her best she's actually a, a power of attorney and and he, he is essentially an elder orphan uh, so to speak there's literally no one to help him so she and her family have stepped up and basically kind of adopted him into their family so she's trying to uh, you know make sure that he's getting everything that he needs and he went to you know one particular place and uh, the same story, same story. No one answered the phone. Uh, I, you know, I'm trying to get in contact with him. I want to see him, uh, whether it's virtually or window visit, etc. cetera. Uh, she said it ended up to where he didn't get the care that he needed, which caused a hospitalization. Then he ended up being discharged to another place that did the same thing. I looked up all of these places, and to no surprise, all these places are one-star rated facilities. So uh, that was not a surprise to me at all. So I think the point of all of this is that you have you have recourse. If you are in the state of Missouri, call the hotline at 1-800-392-0210 and report that facility. They deserve it. In the state of Kansas, you could call 1-800-842-0078 and report nursing home neglect on, on either one of those phone numbers. If you didn't get that, give me a call. I'll give it to you or I can email it to you, whatever, whatever you need. But don't let that stand. Uh, Hold these folks accountable because, frankly, they're not doing their job. Proceed with caution. This has been a Consumer Alert brought to you by Senior Care Live. All right. So coming up next, I'm going to talk about how you can avoid that, choosing some of these really poor care communities and how you can find the right fit and the best one available for your loved one coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so I kind of flew through those uh, those phone numbers pretty quickly. Let me read those to you again. So to report any type of nursing home uh, abuse or neglect or exploitation that happened that happened in a nursing home long-term care community or, or it could be 
in a hospital or by home health agency. Okay, so you, you get the idea. It, most of the people that I work with, it's very specific to uh, living in an assisted living community or uh, more likely a long-term care community, also known as a nursing home. But the Kansas phone number to file a complaint through the, the state hotline in Kansas, it's one 800 842 0078. Make sure I got that right. All right. And then in Missouri, in the state of Missouri, again, the same thing. It, it, both of these particular stories that I shared earlier were happened to be from Missouri nursing homes. Uh, so uh, I this is the number I get. They said, what recourse do I have? And I said, you need to contact the state because they literally won't answer their darn phones. I, I just can't believe they think they can get away with that. Um, but anyway, and, and again, that's that is the exception to the rule. The vast majority of long term care communities do not do that and are not doing that. They're bending over backwards to make those connections and keep that, you know, do the best that they can under these difficult situations. But there are a few places that are not doing that. So in Missouri, I would call the number, the hotline number, 1 800 all right, so I, I've discussed this before in a couple of previous programs in December, but we are now right in the thick of it. <laughs> we are right at the beginning, basically through uh, through January and February, where we are experiencing peak demand, the highest demand for all of senior care. And, and, and it always happens in January and February. And, and it, you can set your clock to it. It's, this is an automatic, this is a guarantee. But guess what? This year's different because what's different in our world? Well, COVID-19. That is causing a negative ripple all the way through all of our systems that will represent this uh, right now, right now, in January and February will be historically high demands for every single nursing home bed, every single assisted living apartment. Uh, it, it, it it's it's off the charts. It's just off the charts. So, uh, with Senior Care Consulting, of course, my firm, we're working with a lot of families right now that understand this and they're thinking about moving. But they understand that there will probably most likely be a waiting list and it could be a long waiting list. So we're not waiting until March or April or May to do our homework. We're doing our homework right now. And we understand that we're going to, you know, we're going to go through the whole process. And I'll, I'll touch on that briefly here in just a minute. The process that we use with senior care consulting, helping families through that search and selection process. But we're, we're doing that process. We're going through that right now. And we understand that we're going to hit some waiting lists. And it could be a few months before 
our name gets called to move in. So what we're doing is we're managing that. We're connecting uh, clients with home care providers to bring in home care services. We have a lot of burned out caregivers out there, just like David talked about earlier in the program. You have to take care of yourself. And I'm talking to so many people right now who say, Steve, I'm done. I just, I cannot do this any longer. And they're, they're at the end of their capabilities. And so it, so what are we going to do if you're completely burned out, your loved one needs care, but now we're going to have to wait 30, 60, 90, 120 days to get them into one of these senior care communities. What are we going to do? Can you last that long? And some of the people I've visited with over the past few weeks, they cannot. They are completely burned out. They're they're beyond burned out. So so we're bringing we're I'm making the connection, connecting them with home care providers, so that a great home care provider can come in and give that caregiver a break, give them a respite break. And that's really 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 helpful and helping them maintain their sanity and their health, <laughs> their their physical and mental and emotional and spiritual health. We always talk about all of those types of health. And it buys us a little bit of time to get your loved one the care and support that they need, give you a break as the caregiver while we have while we do our homework and we make some decisions and we get our name on the waiting list, maybe at one or maybe two different places with the plan of moving our loved one to a senior care community, you know, maybe a couple of two or three months out, maybe middle of spring, maybe this summer, maybe even this fall. So we're working with people on all sorts of different timelines and time frames. But the bottom line is we're really helping people big time right now. And you, and you just have to come into this with your eyes wide open, knowing that a lot of these places are going to have wait lists and it's going to be tough. Now, if you need a place right away and we can't wait, that we're also able to help families in that situation as well. So the first thing that we do is we conduct a geriatric care assessment to develop what I call the care profile. That is super, super valuable. A lot of people don't understand, well, well, what level of care do we need? Well, what, what, I mean, there's just so many questions. We can answer all of those. That's part of the consultation that you get with a true seasoned senior consultant with Senior Care Consulting. So we understand we understand what is available in the market and what they can and cannot offer. We determine what your loved one needs, and then we that's the beginning of the whole process. Then we research the entire marketplace, not just a few places, or not just where, uh, uh, you know, one place, you know, you heard an advertisement last week or whatever. That, that All of that is irrelevant. We objectively research the entire marketplace to narrow it to the top providers meeting your exact needs driven by by that care profile. And then the next step is, uh, and, and once once we've determined our top providers, then we set up virtual meetings with, uh, you know, with senior care consulting, you and your family, and then all three uh, of these top three communities uh, here in the Kansas City area. And we've also been working out of the Kansas City area in many, many other states. So it's no longer limited to the KC area, although that's where most of our clients are. And then when we meet, 
with the three communities, then we conduct a 97-point inspection and performance audit. That means we ask questions that, frankly, most people would never know to ask. The whole process takes about three to four hours, and you're done. So it's a huge time saver. And then we generate a report that has all of that information, a wealth of information in the report. We get that back to you and your family uh, so that uh, you can make an informed decision and have some confidence in the decisions that you're making. If that's resonating with you, give me a call at Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800, 913-945-2800, or visit online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. All right, I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.